seems that everybody has covered the Donny Hathaway classic this Christmas, and I love it. It is one of my favorite Christmas songs of the season, and to uh, to hear Chris Breezy's version of it always makes me smile. Chris Breezy, of course, Chris Brown. Uh, he did a nice job, acquitted himself nicely on this on this uh, particular track. We're going to talk to Christina Jones in a moment. So from one Chris to another, but that turn it up, Miles. That's Chris Breezy. Turn that up, man. I got to get from uh, Chris Breezy to Christina Jones. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that sounds awfully good. Awfully good. Black Girls Code is a nonprofit organization that focuses on em- uh, engaging African-American girls and other youth of color with computer programming education to nurture their careers in tech. Uh, its CEO, Christina Jones, joins us now to talk about this and a great deal more. Christina Jones, good to have you on the program. How are you today? Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's a great honor. It's a great honor to have you on the program, and uh, I'm glad we have the hour. A uh, lot to unpack uh, in this hour. Let me let me start with this. Um, uh, I was just talking to Jay Farrell, the wonderful comedian, uh, SNL alum, uh, about the fact that uh, uh, that sometimes in life um, uh, we have to call things that are not as though they were. Sometimes we have to manifest things. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to that point because I said a moment ago that you are – uh, in the business of helping uh, African-American girls and other youth with computer programming education to nurture their careers in tech. That assumes that they can manifest careers in tech because, as you well know, uh, the numbers are changing, but nowhere near uh, the level and the pace that they need to change. So uh, let me start by uh, by asking uh, a, a tricky question, perhaps, which is how one goes about dedicating oneself to doing the work that one is doing, that one would be you in this case, uh, when the numbers, as you know, don't necessarily tell the kind of story uh, that would offer a bright light for these young people career-wise. I love that. Let's get right into it. Let's get into it, I, yes. Th- there, there is no other option. We have to drive this necessary change today. Uh, The fact is, you know, in 2017, the Dell and the Institute of the Future predicted 85% of jobs in 2030 won't have been invented yet. And so, you know, everybody goes like, yeah, that's science fiction. That was 2017. But all you have to do is look at what has been happening in the news just within the past couple of weeks with OpenAI. Mm-hmm. And I challenge anyone to Google and look at the faces who are driving the conversation, the technology that will affect our futures. Not tomorrow, not, not 20 years from now, but tomorrow and today. And ask yourself, why is there an entire demographic missing from those conversations? And I was just listening to the ad right before I came on, and I was really inspired by, you know, how you're talking about climate is disrupting us. We are being eliminated from the conversation around technology, and we need to get into it. And so I'm starting with girls. Uh, You know, Black Girls Code's been around for uh, 11 years now, and they've always had a mission to create access and engagement and opportunity for Black girls to learn about technology. But what we need to do now is accelerate the conversation 
enter into the workforce development conversation and start working to place these girls into technology. The reality is that when you think again about numbers, I'm a data nerd, Mm -hmm. is that women of color only make up 15% of those who are earning bachelor's degrees today. But black women are only 3% of that. What does that mean? It means that we are missing out on access to incredible wealth and an opportunity to change what technology looks like. We need to change the face of technology today. I'll stop. I'm on a I'm on my soapbox, but I'm pretty fired up about this. So that's why I left a career in film to move into technology, because part of the issue, I believe, is the narrative. We need to change the narrative. Black people do belong in technology. You ain't got to stop. In fact, we're just getting started. And that's precisely why I do conversations for the hour. Uh, I host this program every day for three full hours. And I love the opportunity to give people an hour. We live in a world where where everything is soundbite. And I, I have nothing against soundbites. Um, I perfected a soundbite. I know how to give you one. Uh, and yet uh, there's nothing quite like a drill down. I love having an hour to really unpack these sorts of issues, to interrogate these issues. And so you ain't got to stop. Uh, as I said, we really just getting started. Her name is Christina Jones. Um, she is the CEO of Black Girls Code. When we come forward, I, I, first of all, I love the positive, affirming, declarative nature of the name of the group, Black Girls Code. That's not a question. That's a statement. Black girls code. I love the positive affirmative, as I said, a a declarative nature of that statement. And yet it is not lost on me that for black girls and all the rest of us who are black, we find ourselves uh, uh, deeply, uh, deeply entrenched in the consumer space, but not the coding space. Deeply embedded in the consumer space but not the coding space. So that affirmation, notwithstanding uh, that black girls code, there is some work to do. We'll talk about that work. Uh, we'll talk about the, uh, the career of Christina Jones, why she left film to go into tech. Uh, we'll talk about open AI and the future of AI and its impact on us. A great deal uh, to discuss in this hour. Just getting started with Christina Jones on Tavis Smile. You're listening to Tavis Smiley, Tavis, Tavis Smiley, ranked number 45 on the heavy hundred list of the 100 most important radio talk show hosts in America. Honesty than you can handle. More empowerment than you can imagine. You're tuned in to Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley in dialogue with Christina Jones, who is the CEO of Black Girls Code. Uh, I'll get to your backstory um, uh, in just a moment here, Christina. But um, what say you about the ways in which we are... Trying to find the right word here. Uh, the ways we, the ways uh, in which we have chosen to, are mired in, uh, are exploited by, <laughs> being in this well, consumer space versus the coding space. Take it any way you want to take it. Ooh, that's a lot to unpack. Uh, I believe, because I am focused on getting to the root cause of how. You go back to hidden figures, and we were prominent in technology, mm-hmm. and it became super lucrative. We're removed from access, um, and a lot of it has to do with narrative and storytelling. I believe I don't enjoy talking about the negative so much. The reason I have to right now is because, to your point, we are in a crisis, 3%, right? Mm-hmm. Why black girls? Because 3%, we need to drive the change. But we also need to change the conversation that technology is not for us. And one of the things that I do hope can happen from your listeners is that these parents 
look at their children and see the potential that is there and help encourage them to participate in this opportunity. We just, you know, did an offsite this week and a lot of the team was talking about generational wealth. And if it's not just because you don't believe me when you talk about the fact that there is a whole demographic missing in the rooms that are coding the technology that supports our everyday living, then think about it from the wealth perspective and the fact that it's not just real estate that is passed down. It's also these opportunities. Our girls, our children deserve to be in these roles that drive generational wealth. And I would also speak to the parents. I'm the CEO of Black Girls Code, yes, and I am focused on 7 to 25. However, there are online learning platforms for you as well. You know, this isn't a conversation about scarcity. This is abundance. The more of us that understand what the opportunity is, the better it is for us as a whole, as a community. You know, go to Udemy, go to Google, go to, you know, insert technology space here. They offer free online services. Why? Because they need more people to understand how to use the technology. And this is a huge opportunity. And I, I wish I could like scream it from the mountains. I guess I am right now. <laughs> but access, access the opportunity, access the opportunity. I think the conversation needs to be about smart women. You know, there's a distinct lack of black women in tech as representation for girls to aspire to. I think that any industry should be really mindful about the way that they go about this conversation. There's an agency called the Martin Agency. They did this incredible short. They are retelling fairy tales. And the first one is uh, uh, the, the website is Now Upon a Time. The first one is about a girl who's studying JavaScript, who uses her technology, her awareness of technology to help prevent her grandmother from being, you know, a victim of financial fraud. These are the stories that our girls need mm -hmm. to see. Mm -hmm. They need to see themselves as the superheroes they are. You said a few things now that I want to um, go back and um, unpack. Um, the first is... Your use of the phrase um, deserve to be. I was just in conversation literally this weekend with someone about the distinction between deserving and earning, deserving and, nego mm -hmm. deserving and negotiating. One can make an argument that in life we really don't actually get what we deserve. We get what we mm -hmm. negotiate. So here you come now after that weekend conversation <laughs> using this phrase <laughs> that our girls deserve to be at these tables I don't mean to get bogged down in semantics, but when you say they deserve to be, um, what, what do you mean by that specifically? We belong in the room. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. belong in the room. We belong in the room at scale. The conversations that happen, I'm going to, Shirley Chisholm would not be happy nowadays with a folding chair. That's all I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. Shirley Chisholm would want to have a full chair at the table so that she could pull up more chairs. That's how the change happens. Me, one person in a technology company talking about this isn't going to drive the scale that we need. Our girls, our parent, their parents need to understand that they belong in the room. The parents belong in the room. Yeah. But if, you know, for some reason you feel like this ship has sailed you by and I'm telling you it's not, but at least look at your children and understand that they belong in the room. There's still time to affect change. 
by being at the table. If the whole conver- if you are not at the table when decisions are being made, you are not represented. And so we need to change the we have earned our right to be here. Yeah. And we deserve to be here and we should be here. And my focus is on making sure that we understand that. And my work, um, my whole work, these past like 10, 15 years has been really highlighting what I like to call action because it gives permission, like no one's broken the glass ceiling. I do want to focus the light on people who are affecting change, creating space for women and people of color to get into technology, like one of our new partners, ServiceNow, you know, who are creating apprenticeship programs and sponsorship to provide the technology, the curriculum, Mm -hmm. and the training to make sure that our girls have access to the jobs that are out there. And so I think the Black community feels sometimes that we have to work triple hard, and I'm here to say, go for it today. Yeah. I thought a moment ago when you started uh, in on that metaphor about the table uh, that you were yeah. going to go a different route. Um, you, you have likely heard the, 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 the adage that uh, when it comes to black folk, if you're not at the table, you're likely on the menu. <laughs> if you're not at the table, <laughs> then you are on the menu, which leads me to ask. You're a, the product. There you go. So, which, <laughs> which leads me to ask a Christina Jones a point blank question. Given that we are not at the table at the scale that we need to be, we'll talk about scale in a moment. I got a question about that. Trust and believe. But given that we're not at the table in the tech space, are we on the menu? Well, you know that we are. You you know that we are. You just you answered that question when you talked about how we are great consumers. We provide all the data. We leverage all the technology, but we're not a part of the creation of the technology. Mm-hmm. And therefore, when you see how we are represented in leadership, you can see how the problem happens. But I also want to give like one more. I love metaphors sure so like let's talk let's talk about the table one more time okay and the fact that sometimes if you're one of few there can be a worry about too many people and i would like to dispel that we need to have as many people at the table as possible because we need to create more tables there needs to be more opportunity the opportunity is limitless And, you know, philosophically, we've been going through, you know, a wording exercise within the organization at Black Girls Code, and it was, are we talking only about placing, or are we talking about enabling, supporting? Because the reality is, is it's not just about getting a job at one of these big tech companies. Are there future entrepreneurs that can build a whole new technology company that from the beginning is built with an inclusive mind? You know, I had someone ask me before about how I address inclusion when I was in the tech space, and I still am, but when I worked at a tech company, mm-hmm. and it, I wake up every day and I look at the world through a lens of inclusion. I'm a black woman, and so we need more of that at these tables. Sure. Um, I want to talk about uh, the scale um, that we need. You referenced a moment ago that we are not anywhere near moving at the pace that we need to move at. Uh, to accomplish, uh, to appropriate the scale that we need. I want to come to that in a moment. Before I do that, though, you also mentioned hidden figures earlier in this conversation, a film that we all love, uh, a story that we all came to be just uh, intensely 
uh, I think moved by when we when we when we learned about the role that these black women play inside of NASA. I, I am curious as to whether or not you have seen any data, uh, and that is to say, data inside your organization, Black Girls Code, any empirical evidence anywhere or beyond that suggests that that movie did in fact have an awakening. Um, uh, did, did bring about an awakening, uh, put another way, uh, increased the interest uh, of girls across the country um, in this particular field? It started the conversation, but the conversation was not continued. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. So this is where, you know, we have a campaign with Ciara around Build the Beat. Mm-hmm. We will have a campaign coming out with the NBA and Nike we have an event with Hasbro this weekend. I'm trying to meet the girls where they are mm-hmm. so that they can see themselves today accelerating access to the areas that they love by leveraging technology. You know, coding isn't sitting in a room by yourself writing lines of code. And the way that the future is evolving, it's going to be even less so. So, you know, an ability to have critical thinking and an understanding around how technology can affect outcomes becomes even more important. Yeah. So that's 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 what and and the conversations need to continue. They can't just be a movie. And it was a moment of power, but it didn't continue the conversation. And I want us to continue mm-hmm. continue the conversation. This this is not that was then and this is now. No, I got it. This link will be easy for you to make. Let me just tee it up, and I'll let you take it and um, and 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 run with it. Uh, we were talking earlier about the fact that Black people are in the consumer space, not so much in the coding space, uh, as we need to be. Uh, again, you're doing some great work with Black Girls Code, this nonprofit organization that focuses on engaging African-American girls and other youth of color with computer programming to nurture their careers. Uh, And yet it seems to me that now more than ever in this particular moment, in this peculiar moment, there's a direct line to be drawn between black people coding uh, and AI. I've had so many conversations over the last year or two about the ways in which we are being dismissed, we are being disenfranchised, et cetera, et cetera. If this AI, artificial intelligence, continues to go in the way that it's going. So it seems to me that there's an easy connection to me make between the fact that people like us, people who look like us, black girls and otherwise, black people, period, need to be coding and what the future of AI is. I think there's a link there. If I'm right, take it and run with it. No, there's a huge link. We have to be a part of the conversation. You have to go on. You don't need a four-year computer science degree. There are ways that you can join the conversation and apply to work at companies that are focused on this. You know, there's a. Uh, I've been, I've been obsessed with this since 2013, mm-hmm. when I was still in film, and I started working to connect to build fandoms, and you know, how do you build fandoms if you don't have theme parks and all this. I won't bore you with franchise talk that we all know, but our fans lived in the digital space, which meant that I spent, I started spending a lot more time in the, in the technology space. What was clear was there was a murmur around the lack of inclusion as this technology was making a comeback. Again, it's been around for a while, but this time it was accelerating the pace. And I looked around at the conferences where I was. I looked around at the people who were joining the conversation. I looked at how, a beauty contest, the only winners were blonde women with blue eyes. And I thought, 
something needs to change today. And at that point, um, I was lucky enough they created a role for me to, you know, move into the technology building, bridging the gap between tech and creative, mm-hmm. because we need to do a better job of storytelling. Um, Hidden Figures, what year did that come out? Mm, you got me on that. It's been, it's, it's been a few years. Yeah, it's been a few years now. When's the next one? Where's the next one that highlights our women mm-hmm. as more than objects to look at? And we start looking at ourselves as people who can change the face of tech. There's enough of us here to change. I just, I wish I could. People sometimes don't see themselves in the solution, and the solution is so clear to me. And if you walked in some of the tech buildings that I walk in, I know you do, Tavis, you see what's missing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you see what's missing, and it's mission critical. So we have to do something. So, so let me ask this question. Well, let me, let me, I'm looking at my clock. Let me let me ask this question now. I'll pose it now. We'll continue. Yeah. We come forward. First of all, um, uh, Miles, my board, always gives me information when I don't have it, uh, when I don't know it. Uh, so, by the way, Hidden Figures came out in 2016. There's your your question wasn't rhetorical. Uh, it came out in 2016. I take your point. When is the next one? So it's been a few years since it came out. Uh, but again, 2016 is the year that that uh, amazing film with Taraji P. Henson, instead of a great cast, uh, Janelle Monet and so many others in that uh, uh, great cast. Um, uh, great film. 2016, though. Um, the, um, the the question I want to I, I tackle when we come forward is not just the question of, 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 of scale, um, but a question. Well, I'll hold it. I'll hold it. I'm out of time. When we come forward, <laughs> we'll continue our conversation with Christina Jones on Tab and Smiley. Stay with us. Seeking the truth, the truth, speaking the truth. The truth. This, this is the Tavis Smiley, Smiley Show. Helping to make you the most knowledgeable person in your circle of friends. This is Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley in conversation with Christina Jones, who's the CEO of Black Girls Code, and I'm uh, delighted to have her on this program. I mentioned uh, Hidden Figures moments ago, that 2016 film that came out. Actually, Christina and I both mentioned it. I mentioned Taraji and Janelle Monet. want to make sure I mentioned Octavia Spencer. Just an amazing cast um, in that film. Can't run the, uh, the whole cast, but uh, those three come to mind immediately and just the amazing roles they played. Uh, of course, Octavia Spencer, Academy Award winner uh, in um, in that particular uh, project. Um, you, you said a couple of things I want to come back to now, Christina. One, Tavis, yes, before, sure. Tavis, can yes. I just give you, <laughs> I have to tell you. Sure. I listen to your show and your bumpers always get me fired up, but it is really something else to be in conversation with you. Have the bumpers get you fired up and then refocus. <laughs> Because I just want to run out and drive the change immediately because we are unapologetically here. Yes, we are. And let me let me just say, since you went there, I, I let me just say that you have been a you put a big smile on my face um, as as the cu- as the curator of those bumpers. Number one, you put a bigger <laughs> smile, and I'm going to make sure uh, Miles make sure he gets this clip of what Christina just said. Please do. Uh, Ken Smith, our production guy, does those bumpers. <laughs> he does an amazing job. He's the best in the business, and guys behind the scene never get shouted out. Uh, but Ken Smith is the coldest brother on the planet when it comes to curating the sound of a particular uh, show or station, my home station in L.A., KBLA Talk 1580, since I'm syndicated across the country. So I, I'm just, I am just tickled to know that you appreciate the bumpers. Uh, I think a lot of people do, but when people actually say it, it makes the, it makes the tech people, speaking of tech, it makes the guys behind the scenes who do the tech uh, very happy. So Miles is happy to hear that. Ken's happy to hear it. I'm happy to hear it. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. You said you said a moment ago. You said they a moment. put a battery. They yeah, definitely ahead. put a battery in my back. I'm I love like, it. Yes. Okay. I love it. That's what that's they're supposed to do. So I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad the bumpers are working. Um, you said a moment ago, a few moments ago, that that when you walk into these tech spaces, uh, or you, you mentioned when I walk in these tech spaces, that you can see it and I can see it. We can we see what's missing. Uh, I'm not naive. Yeah. I'm not naive, Christina, in asking this question. But if you can see what's missing. And I can see what's missing. Newsflash, they can see what's missing too. <laughs> they can see it. Yeah. Uh, and, and yet I'm, have- I'm, not sure, I'm not sure they feel the urgency to address what they don't see. It, it's, a, it's a two-pronged answer. Okay. So Give it to me. Give it to so me. I've, I've been in executive roles for a long time. I'm used to being the only one in the room. I'm not used to being like the only one for floors, but I have been the one in the, the only one in the room, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens to me, and this is what happens with black people, because we are such a joyful culture. You know, we are used to being one of few in these spaces. And so when a black person walks into a room full of white people, they actually don't automatically notice. They, you know, it's just whatever. The black person definitely notices. But if a white person walks into a room full of black people, black people notice their discomfort and immediately move to make sure that they feel welcome. Mm -hmm. And that's point one. And point two is a lot of these companies brag about the fact that 75% of their new hires are from referrals. And so connecting the dots, Mm -hmm. you see why we're not there. Mm -hmm. That those numbers have to change drastically. And that's where some of the work entering into this workforce development conversation, you know, I have someone working with me who used to be a head of belonging. It's a two-way conversation because, you know, a lot of these companies do understand that they do need to make the change, but they don't necessarily know how. Right. And so moving aside performative DEI marketing, which drives me insane, Mm -hmm. we don't need a t-shirt. We need jobs and opportunity. Mm. Which, 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 which leads me straight to the other question I wanted to ask that you also raised earlier, which is the scale. Um, your point was, and I take it uh, uh, loud and clear, that we are not moving at the pace at which we need to move to achieve the kind of scale that we need of black people coding, black folk not just being consumers, black girls code, black people code, any of us coding, all of us coding. Yep. We're not moving at the speed we need to, uh, to, to approach the scale. What is the scale that we need? We need to change the, so HBCU computer science is not like a number one degree. It should be. In the Ivy League schools, it's right up there with number one and number two. Uh, we need to make sure that our uh, children, when they are going to these colleges, are leaning into these um, opportunities. We need to take advantage of like excellent, you know, uh, conferences like Afrotech, uh, which is a recruitment conference to get more black people into technology. Companies should be supporting and advocating for companies to and schools to send their students there. I had an excellent letter from a girl that goes to Yale and she had never heard of Afrotech. She only heard of it through uh, being a part of the Black Girls Code community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to make sure that people are not just getting hired in the entry-level positions. There's incredible leaders and executives. We need to come in at the higher levels 
where you can look around, affect change, and really bring in people intentionally. Not a numbers game. It's a quality game also, right? So mm-hmm. you need to make sure that the people who are looking out across the board, it's not just a nice to have, it's a business imperative. That's, that's when it changes the game. You know, people talk about multicultural marketing mm-hmm. and, you know, a regular company will give like, I don't know, a hundred million dollars for a regular marketing campaign, but the multicultural team gets like $40,000. <laughs> I would say that that number needs to be flipped, mm-hmm. right? Right. But like they, it's what you don't see. They don't get it. They're used to being rewarded for specific key performance indicators, KPIs, and those need to change. Like there needs to be a change. The change happens when there's more leadership at those tables having the conversations. Because a lot of like the CEOs of these organizations do want to affect change it just gets complicated because there's a pipeline conversation, which is not true, yeah. uh, but unfortunately is becoming true as we continue to talk about the fact that there's no black people in tech. Yeah. We need to talk about people moving into tech and celebrating those achievements and the companies who are driving that change. Mm. When we come forward, I want to uh, use this phrase, pick up on this phrase, or appropriate this phrase that you used moments ago, Christina Jones. And that is that we are a joyful culture. I, I love that phrase, that description of us as a people, that we are, in fact, a joyful culture. I am curious as to what that joyful culture uh, would bring to Cody. Uh, everything we do, we bring something to it. And when we bring our thing to it. We put our stank on it. We put our funk on it. Uh, it changes the world. We, 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 we bring our stank and our funk to, to fashion and it changes the world. We bring our stank and our funk to music and it, it changes the world. Everything we do, we put our, we put our, we, when we touch it, it, it turns to gold. And in many respects, uh, our imprint becomes hegemonic. So that joyful culture that we, that we are, when you bring that joyful culture to coding, what happens? We're talking to Christina Jones, the CEO of Black Girls Code, right now on Tavis Smiley. Hope, agency, dignity. This is Tavis Smiley. Can you dig it? Los Angeles, California. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. All right, Christina Jones, you said it. I want you to uh, uh, unpack it for me. What happens when we black folk, black girls or otherwise, bring our joyful culture to coding? Well, it it's not just, in this case, the culture means the relevance. And when you think about the challenges that black women have with the healthcare system today, a lot of those systems are also run on technology. Mm-hmm. We need to have a voice in these spaces. There's three areas that we as a community need to be invested in and aware. And it's three areas where we don't opt in enough. And it's around wealth, understanding your wealth and how you can make money work for you. It's around your health, advocating for yourself and not just taking the first answer that a doctor gives you. And it's around technology because it's interconnected to all of them. And once you get into it, you can start seeing how it's affecting outcomes. We, it, is, it, is, it is literally life or death that there's more of us in these spaces so that we can drive this change as the, as the change is occurring and we're in, in real time. You know, um, one of the things, a road barrier, a roadblock mm-hmm. is 
I remember when I moved into tech, you know, my friends were like, that's crazy. I'd quit if they moved me into the tech building. <laughs> I went there voluntarily. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they were like, I was doing fun things. And then mm-hmm. I'm in the tech building. And like, I went there voluntarily. And everyone should be opting in and at least becoming aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have this really fun program on YouTube. It's free called Code Along. And it was made for high school girls to introduce them to coding because it is uh, a bit, it is addicting when you code something and it turns into something, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But what was interesting was it wasn't all high schoolers. A lot of the demographic was 18 to 24 year olds. That means like there's a conversation Mm -hmm. where we are realizing that we should do something, but then it gets scary. And so for Black Girls Code, you know, we do the one to all, which is, you know, the digital stuff. And then we do the smaller events coming to a city near you. And then we do the one-to-one coaching with our code camps, our summer camps, our after-school programming, so that in a community, you can ask the questions, get your, you know, we give you training wheels. And in this case, we are keeping those training wheels on you right through your first job at this Mm -hmm. point. Uh, But hopefully you come back and teach others. Uh, that it's not scary, and you, you talk about it. It shouldn't. I'm, I am a flag flying nerd, mm-hmm. <laughs> proudly, mm-hmm. proudly. Own it, own it. There needs to own be, it, yeah. yeah, there needs to be more of that. It's not a bad word. Yeah. I'm smart. Yeah. We, like our girls need to know that being smart is sexy. <laughs> it is for me. It is for me and most of my male friends. We 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 love smart and sexy. When we come forward, our remaining moments with the smart and sexy uh, Christina Jones, CEO of Black Girls Code. I, I want to close by asking her uh, about again something else she said uh, moments ago, but it it it, it hit me. Um, you hear me talk on this time all the time on this program about uh, the fact that sometimes you have to assign yourself. You have to see the need uh, in your community. And assign yourself. Sometimes you, sometimes you make yourself a committee of one to do something about it. But it starts with assigning yourself. Um, that's what Christina did. She was very intentional about leaving the creative side, even though her friends laughed at her and, told, and said they'd quit if they'd been assigned to the tech building. But she was intentional about it. She assigned herself to this task. And I want to talk about that intentionality when we come forward in our remaining moments with the CEO of Black Girls Code, Christina Jones. Three minutes left uh, in this conversation with Christina Jones, just three minutes, enough time for me to ask Christina, beyond even her work and witness as the CEO of uh, Black Girls Code, uh, just her her final thoughts in this conversation, which has been rich, about what it means to assign yourself to the needs of your people, what it means to be intentional. Christina Jones. Thank you, Tavis. I think you're a walking poster child for this one. It means that you look around and you see the need and you feel it. I was still reflecting on when you asked what we bring to technology as a people. Mm-hmm. It's that cultural relevance, right? Uh, we are culture creators, culture drivers, as you said so perfectly earlier. We're visionaries. I like to say I live in the white space, but someone challenged me, and I'm going to be saying this from now on is I live in the magic space. Mm. And what if our girls are living in the magic space? Let's give them access so that they can architect the future that we so desperately need. Mm. 
That's a beautiful phrase um, to architect the future that we so desperately need. Um, let me let me ask you a uh, closing here uh, whether or not you are you are hopeful uh, about the future that they will architect that we so desperately need. I am 100 percent confident that they will. This work, the work that we are, there is a cultural awakening that we do belong. And so let's create those pathways to access so that they can get there quicker. Um, I love a shortcut. <laughs> if, you, if, you can find, <laughs> if you can find one to get us there quicker, uh, I love a shortcut. She, she left her, her work uh, on the creative side in film and went, uh, went across the, the parking lot to the tech building. Uh, and I'm glad that she went to the tech building and she is uh, now the CEO of Black Girls Code, a nonprofit organization that focuses as I said earlier, on engaging African-American girls and other youth of color with computer programming education to nurture uh, their careers in the tech field. And we are going to claim that for them. Christina Jones, uh, thank you for your work and witness. I enjoyed this conversation immensely. I thank you for your time and wish you a very, very happy holiday season. Travis, thank you for the work that you do and have been doing. And thank you for creating the space for this conversation. Thank you. My great delight.